0: Welcome to the Eric
1: Erickson Show Podcast, Hour One. Hello, America. Welcome. I am back. Uh, Yesterday was a work day. I was not on vacation. I was speaking to a bipartisan uh, commission in Washington, D.C. on election integrity. I'll get into that later. Uh, But it was a work day. It was not only just a work day. I started at 5 a.m. I didn't get back home until 8.30. Flew up, flew back, got stuck for an hour and a half on the runway because Washington got shut down in the storm. Uh, And didn't have breakfast until 8.30 last night. But we'll get to that. I have a guest because it's December 1st. It's the start of the Christmas season. And a friend of mine and many of you, you've known on the radio for a while, has a great charitable endeavor he does every year, Clark Howard and Clark's Christmas Kids. Clark Howard is joining me in studio. How are you? It's so
2: great to see you. I I always enjoy hanging out with you. I had more rest yesterday than you had. (laughs) I'm glad. And I got to get you to uh, find some power bars or whatever that you like. Make sure you always have those with you because you get so caught up in your work. You got to take time for yourself to eat. You got to take care yeah, of yourself. Yeah. So
1: Christy tries to get me to – she's got this protein bar that she likes, and, and normally I would carry them with me. And I was just so rushed Tuesday night trying to get up here. No, I won't accept that excuse. I know. I know. She doesn't your either. Your
2: first gift is to yourself. If you're not Look. healthy and you're not around – what good is that to anybody? Like, like, I just okay? consider it a
1: diet program. Have you seen me lately?
2: <laughs> hey, I tried to get you to do the the treadmill desk. I,
1: I know, I know, I know. I tried. All right, all right. I, I'm, enough, I'm, gonna I'm going to shift here. I'm going to shift. Okay, um, I am getting. An, we'll, we'll talk because I'm about to get an office. But nonetheless, um, so Clark's Christmas. Gift, how long have you been doing Clark's Christmas? Gift? This is our 32nd year. Okay, let me explain this to people because we've got people listening all over the nation. You can, if you want to do something really cool for Christmas with your kids, you can go to, what's the website? Clarkschristmaskids.com. Clarkschristmaskids.com. You can pick out a child and pay and buy this kid their Christmas presents. The they tell you what this. they want. I, I've i always been amazed in doing this. The amount of logistics. How many
2: kids this year do you know? It's going to be somewhere over 10,000. and um it's something that started off as kind of a of the pants kind of thing 32 years ago and now is very sophisticated. But the really great thing, Eric, every single penny you donate goes directly to the gifts you purchase. There's no money siphoned off for any administrative oh, stuff. Great. We raise that elsewhere so that every penny you give goes directly to that child's gift. So it's 100%. I mean, when do you give to something that you know that 100 cents on the dollar of your hard-earned money goes to benefit – what you're trying to benefit.
1: Well, and you know, so I have a personal belief when I talk about nonprofit endeavors on the program, I try to back nonprofits where at least 80 cents on the dollars goes like the Salvation Army, for example, where I think it's over 90, 90 cents. They're on the a fantastic goes. organization. Uh, and, and I only like to promote those nonprofits, not the ones where like 50 cents goes to overhead
2: and a hundred percent is impressive. Well, it's just because uh, I have my reputation on the line mm-hmm. and, uh, I have really been so fortunate to develop trust with people over the years, and I cannot violate that trust. And the only way I could make sure that everybody would feel really, really comfortable is every single dollar, 100% of that dollar goes to purchase these gifts for foster children. And so it's what's so cool is you go on to and if you just want to give us a donation, there's a button, give us a little, give us a lot, give us somewhere in between, and we'll find a kid who has put in a wish list with us, and we'll fulfill that wish list. Or you can go and you say, you know, I'd really like to buy for five-year-old girl because I've got a kid or a grandkid five years old. Let's do that. Let's find a five-year-old girl. And so you look through, you buy for that child, and that child's told you what they like. And each child's allowed to pick uh, one expensive gift, one mid-price gift, and one inexpensive gift. It, so you can buy one, two, or three for the child, depending on how your resources are.
1: I would be remiss if I didn't note, given the number of stations I've got in Georgia listening right now, that you, if you go, you can pick by county in Georgia. Or if you're national, if you just want to make an overall gift to Clarkschristmaskids.com to help. But uh, those of you who are in Georgia, you can find kids typically in most counties. So if it's in your county... Find a child in need, and so many kids in foster care right now. This actually helps kids in foster care. So
2: imagine, imagine growing up where you didn't know where you were going to live the next week. You uh, didn't get gifts on your birthday. You feel like you've just been cast loose, cast aside. You know this is part of letting a child know each individual child in foster care know. Hey, somebody did not let me down. An adult today did not let me down. An adult was there for me. An adult saw I asked for whatever, and I can't believe it. I've got what I asked for because so often these kids uh, have been disappointed repeatedly by family, by so many circumstances. And I cannot say enough how grateful and thankful I am to people who open up their homes and their hearts to foster children and uh, or foster parents. Thank you very much for doing that. But these kids, in addition to that though, these kids may go to six different schools in a year. Can you can you picture, you know, your first day at school, you moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean you were born overseas. You had to deal with a lot of disruptions, but you lived in a, you know, a stable environment. These kids go from place to place to place. They may be in a foster group home. They may be with a foster family. They face a tough road, and my heart aches for these kids. I want them to know that they are not forgotten about, that they are cared about, that they are loved, and that's why this is so important to me. And I know, Eric, we have people who have been doing this so long, we now have people come back who are in their 50s who benefited from this program forever ago. And they talk about how much it meant to them opening those gifts. And if they have got kids, they bring their own kids. And they're shopping for uh, Clark's Christmas kids because it works. I mean, this is something that makes impact. We always want, with our hard-earned dollars, to make sure that what we're doing with them has impact. This
1: has impact. It really does. And I think it is important to emphasize that it Focuses on kids in foster care uh, because they do often get overlooked beyond the foster system to be able to do this. How old does it make you feel that people are coming up to you saying that 30 years ago they were the benefits? of, oh, of presents?
2: Eric, <laughs> I know I'm old. I mean, I'm going to be 68. I mean, I am an old dude. You don't look like you're 68 years I old. I know. I look like I'm 77. Oh, whatever. But anyway, I, you know, I work out like a maniac. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I do this thing called treat day. I don't know if you know I used to be 50 pounds heavier. No. You never knew me when I was 50 pounds heavier. You didn't know me when I was 50 pounds heavier, did you? <laughs> yeah, did. You did? Okay. I mean, I was, I was I, you know, I carried around a lot of weight. And I did this thing called treat day. Mm-hmm. And I lost 50 pounds and I've kept it off ever since. What I do is I eat um, a tight diet six days a week mm-hmm. and then Sunday is treat day. And eat whatever I want to on Sunday. So I never cheat during the week because I know I'm always so many Stockpilot days away Sunday. from Sunday. And uh it's worked. I lost the 50 pounds and I've stayed fit and I work out every single day. I,
1: I gotta I I'm I'm doing better on the diet now. I actually am, and I gotta get back into just going to the gym every day because I don't like to do it. But again, this this gets back to the treadmill thing. We'll discuss that off air. All right. L- do
2: you know my one minute challenge? What's your one minute challenge? My one minute challenge. Is today, stopwatch. Mm-hmm. Walk a minute. One Not minute. more than a minute. Just okay. a minute. Tomorrow you walk two minutes. The next day you walk three minutes. In a month, you're walking 30 a day. And what you everything's about building habits. Right. So if you start with you can you can without even thinking about it, you can go walk one minute timed. Mm-hmm. I promise you, in a month you will have changed your health trajectory. Just by getting in the it's habit idea. of walking 30 minutes a day. I have people all the time who come up to me and say, Hey, it worked. And now I listen to your podcast during the 30 minutes I'm walking each day. <laughs> I'm like, Wow, this is awesome.
1: Yeah, and folks, if you get up to two hours, you can listen to mine.
2: <laughs> no, but it's just 30 minutes. Because yeah. if you give somebody, you know, if you say, you know, the ultimate goal is to walk right. a zillion miles oh, yeah. a day, they shut down. It's not going to happen. Right. 30 minutes we can make time for, you do it. It's not a bad idea. Okay. Let, let me ask you about this. Um, if, uh, I know by gonna, Clark.
1: <laughs> there, <laughs> there are going to be some live broadcasts, aren't there? Are, are yes. you doing Because during COVID, it was impossible to Yeah.
2: Do. So we're doing, uh, for people in Georgia, we're doing where you can come in person, pick out a child or children you want to buy gift or gifts for, and buy them right there. We're going to be in a Walmart store on Mansell Road in Roswell. Uh, if you're listening across the country, you're like, what in the world is Clark talking about? But then I'm going to make it much better because Saturday, and we're at the um, Mansell Road Walmart three to six tomorrow afternoon, okay. taking donations till seven. We're on the air till six. And then Saturday, we're going to be by the Big Chicken. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's definitely a yes. local <laughs> reference. 210 Cobb Parkway South in Marietta or Mayretta is Mayretta. what I'd say. Yep. And so um, we'll stay till the last child is served. And you can see the ticker board, how many gifts we still have to buy real time. You can see it at ClarksChristmasKids.com. I don't know what we're at right now because we we got a couple of minutes. So we can see what number we're at. Oh. It's a lot of kids we got to take care of. Clarks, uh, I'm going to do this. ClarksChristmasKids.com. Let's see what. Uh,
1: we got 16,424 gifts that we still need to buy. Yep. Um, so we would have started. Well, so 16,400 right so now. So we're
2: almost halfway because we were started mm-hmm. at about 30,000 gifts, I think, this year. Yeah. 32,000, something like another that. Another
1: thing to, to emphasize is you can buy an expensive, a mid-price, or a, or a small gift uh, for each of these kids. And, and,
2: and you know what? If your money's really tight right now— and you're like, I can't afford any of these gifts. There's a donate button. You can donate whatever amount of money you can afford. We get from gigantic uh, donations to dollar donations and everywhere in between. It's what you can afford to bring to the table for a child who won't have a Christmas gift this morning, That uh, Christmas morning without you. Uh, it, this morning. There's
1: 16,398 morning. more gifts needed. Uh, and you've you've been able to to like you've done thirty forty thousand. I've been on air with you where we just watched the number drop over a couple of hours before, and Isn't it really wild. It, yeah. and it's and, and you've been able to then. provide gifts for all of these kids. Yeah,
2: and so we have. I mean, we have to teach uh, FedEx and UPS how you sort packages right. and deliver them. I mean, you should see our hub. We are all volunteers, and we have become so sophisticated and efficient, making sure that we get. The gifts to wherever they have to go, wherever that child is, get them their gifts, and it's quite a uh, quite a logistical experience. Okay, I want to go on and take
1: a commercial break because when I want to come back, when I come back, I do want to ask you actually about the logistics because it's something I'm always fascinated by when you and I talk about this—the level of work. That goes into having to provide all of these packages Uh, at the bottom of the hour, 1135 ish. We've obviously got all the news of the day to talk about. But when we come back, Clark Howard and I, y'all got to hear about the logistics because it's actually really impressive. The holidays are the most exciting time of the year. And if you want to enjoy them to the fullest, you need to get the best night's sleep ever, which is why you should be sleeping under Bolin Branch sheets. They're made of the finest 100% organic cotton threads on earth. And I got to tell you, I was on my front porch the other night. I'm just going to go off the script they gave me and tell you. uh, Convinced a friend of mine through this ad, you're hearing right now, to buy them. And he said he and his wife got them, and she couldn't believe he paid for Bowling Branch sheets. They're not that expensive. He took advantage of the deal. But she's like, oh, sheets like this, they must be super expensive. They're not. And then she was like, really? That was after the first wash. Now they've had them for two years, and he says they are the softest sheets ever. Every wash, they get softer and softer. I'm telling you, he's a believer, and now his wife's like, can't we buy Bowling Branch for every bed in the house? And he's like, we can, and they're going to because they're the best sheets. So here now with Christmas, it's time to take advantage of this incredible deal, 25% off site-wide plus free shipping when you use the promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BullandBranch.com. That's BullandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. Promo code ERIC, Offer ends December 4th, like my friend who's a preacher. Yes. They get softer every wash. They're the best sheets you will own. BowlinBranch.com, promo code ERIC. Offer ends December 4th. Welcome back. It is Eric Erickson. I'll get to the headlines here at the bottom of the hour. Right now, I've got my friend Clark Howard in studio. Every year, he does Clark's Christmas Kids. You can go to Clarkschristmaskids.com. They encourage you to buy presents for kids in foster care. They need 16,385 presents ClarksChristmasKids.com. You can go make a, a general donation or you can pick out the child that you want. I Really, the logistics of this, because it's down to the kids get to pick their own presents. You collect the lists. They're put into a database on a website, and then everything is sorted to make sure each kid gets what they want.
2: Yeah. The, if you've ever heard of the Society of St. Vincent de Paul, mm-hmm. uh, they handle getting all the volunteers Assigning volunteers to tasks and all that, and we we usually have fifteen hundred to seventeen hundred volunteers to handle everything wow. with Clark's Christmas Kids. And what's so fun is people come and they're the warehouse. You know, it's cold and it's kind of damp in there, and it, it, warehouses can be kind of dingy. And people leave after they volunteered for four, six, eight hours, whatever, and they're smiling mm-hmm. ear to ear because. They know what they made happen, and they sort the the gifts that have come off these 53-foot trailers, and they got to figure out okay this gift is for uh, Jimmy, and uh, you know he's in this county and whatever, and they right. they sort by child, and so it's extremely labor-intensive. There's no so, way anybody could afford to do it if we didn't have the generosity of people's time, the volunteers who come in and make it happen. But this is really important to highlight here because
1: the presents have to be sorted to child specific kids. Potentially three presents for a kid, then it has to be assigned to a county. It's got to be transported to the county. And
2: then in the county, there must be people to
1: make sure it gets to the
2: right kid. Yeah. So what happens is there are volunteers that then transport the gifts to whatever county those children are in and and they, the people who've done it year after year, they're so excited. They show up in a big rental truck like a U-Haul or, you know, any of those rental trucks, and they load them up, and they just feel like Santa Claus is driving down the interstate. <laughs> right. And they go wherever it is, where, wherever the county is, and they drop them off to a central office for the uh, Department of Family and Children's Services And then the individual caseworker who's assigned to each foster child is the one who does the last leg delivering the gifts to the foster home or foster group home that a foster child is living in so that he or she has those gifts Christmas morning.
1: So instead of what Brown can do for you, it's what Clark can do for you with a distribution scheme like this. It's
2: I mean, you can't imagine what it's like doing something where you ramp it up once a year and you staff it all with volunteers. And thank goodness – for the people of society of St. Vincent de Paul, because no without them, uh, I don't know how we would get it done. It's just it's such a great endeavor. It's ClarksChristmasKids.com. And
1: again, you can go you can find a particular county. You can find the the age of the child, the sex of the child, find the toys that you want and then when you're, I guess if it's it's been a couple of years since I've been on location with you because of COVID, but you can actually pull out and you have the name of the child, their age, where they are, what they want on a piece of paper.
2: Yeah. So in the stores we'll be in tomorrow and Saturday, it'll work like Clark's Christmas Kids of Christmas is Past. Mm-hmm. So the prior decades, right? We just had to pivot hard. And two years ago, it was a Christmas miracle that we pulled all this off, and it was the generosity of people that made it happen that we were able to do an, a virtual-only Clark's Christmas Kids. We got the list. We put them in the database, and we did all the other stuff. We had volunteers coming. And think about in 20, when people were worried they were going to drop dead of COVID. Right. And people came in and, and volunteered and, and worked in that warehouse uh, day after day, and we got the kids all their gifts. And that was truly a Christmas miracle. And that really was. In thirty-two years, there's only been one year that we didn't get all the gifts for all the kids. It was back in the nineteen nineties. And I'm still consumed with guilt about that. <laughs> Some so child I know somewhere. I know we're going to get it done this year because uh we're batting I mean in baseball that would be pretty good odds, thirty out of thirty one and we're going right. to add the thirty second year. So we're going to go thirty one for thirty-two taking care of every good child who
1: 16373 presents left we started with over 16400 needed you can go to clarkschristmaskids.com you can make a cash donation you don't actually have to pick out if you're listing nationwide clarkschristmaskids.com make a donation your donation will 100% of it uh, dollar for dollar be used to provide buy a present for a child in foster care who's in need of one clark and it's... i don't
2: think i said we've got donations the last 2 years from people in all 50 states that's fantastic clark i
1: can't thank you enough for coming and for doing
2: this thank you for um, having me
1: on It's it, so good to see you it's always good to see you too in person we have um, so
2: much fun together we, we never do. spend any time we never together.
1: do at some point i'm coming down we'll here have to out have a the steak. Hangout. yes yeah, there we go <laughs> all right folks uh when we come back i'll take your phone calls 877-973-7425 and talk about ftx I want to tell you guys a little about a group I've been working with, Americans for Prosperity. Maybe you've heard of them. They're the largest grassroots network in the country, fighting to expand freedom and opportunity so that we can unleash prosperity in America again. Here's what I like about Americans for Prosperity. They focus on building movements at the community level, not Washington, D.C. That's actually how I first came to know them in Georgia, helping rise up the Tea Party movement in 2010. They understand we're not going to find solutions in Washington, we got to take power out of Washington. That's going to have to come from Americans like you outside the Beltway bubble. That's why I'm excited to partner with Americans for Prosperity to provide an effective platform where we can talk to our fellow Americans and advocate for solutions to the most critical challenges facing the country. I encourage you to learn more about Americans for Prosperity by going to americansforprosperity.org. Hello there, it is Eric Erickson here, the phone number 877-973-7425. It is time to move on to all of the news of the day, and I just want to start with what I was doing yesterday, so you don't think I was taking a day off, I actually wasn't. Uh, I was doing work. Um, so I had to go to a Washington yesterday to speak before a bipartisan group of current and retired members of Congress and a working group on election integrity. There's a – essentially, there's a bipartisan working group uh, on election integrity that comes up with uh, model legislation and proposals that Republicans and Democrats can both get behind. So, for example, Republicans oppose same-day voter registration so that they don't – this commission doesn't work on stuff like that. What everybody does believe is that you shouldn't be waiting two weeks after the election and still have states counting votes. So what can you do to ensure election integrity while also speeding up the vote counting process and things like that? So um, they wanted my take on the election and, and thoughts for the future and uh, pick my brain a little bit about having been an election lawyer during the transition from paper to digital. And now people want to go from digital to paper. What do you do? Talked about stuff like that. Um, but I had a charity dinner Tuesday night, and Macon, and so I had dinner, and then got to Atlanta at about eleven o'clock. Uh, a storm that storm that the Eastern Seaboard faced rolled through Atlanta Tuesday night. The hotel and the area where I was got struck by so much lightning the power had gone out. So I couldn't get a hotel room key that worked until sometime around midnight, finally got to bed at one, uh, was up at 5 a.m in a car to the airport on the plane. We were supposed to push back at 7:20, but the entertainment system was, Now this is an hour this is kind of aggravating. It's an hour and 10-minute flight. And the entertainment system wasn't working. And they delayed the flight by 20 minutes to try to get the stupid monitors to work. I mean, it's 7.20 in the morning. Nobody needed to. But nonetheless, they I guess they didn't want to do a manual safety demonstration. Well, they had to because they couldn't get the monitors to work anyway. There was no Wi-Fi on the plane. No big deal. It's only an hour and 10-minute flight. But we got all the way out to the runway. And... Suddenly they shut down Washington's airport because of the storm. So we sat on the runway from 7.40 to 8.55 a.m. I was supposed to speak at 10.30 a.m. It's an hour and 10-minute flight. So we took off at just after 9.00. They had to move runways, reposition the planes, got to Washington. I landed at 10.27 a.m. I was at the event at the National Press Club by 1045, so about 15 minutes late, uh, was able to get on stage immediately and start speaking for 15 minutes. And then Amy Klobuchar, uh, the senator from uh, Minnesota, showed up. And so they preempted those of us on stage so she could talk to the crowd because she had to get back to the Senate for votes. So then they held me to lunch. So I stayed and I talked during lunch. Uh, to the crowd, and after lunch, went back to the airport, got on a plane, was back in Atlanta by 7.45, and was finally sitting down to eat breakfast at 8.30 last night, because I, I, I intended to eat something during the day. In fact, I got something at the airport before I got on the plane, and it was so gross, I took one bite of it. I was like, this isn't right. I'm gonna It's going to make me sick, so I threw it away, so I lived on coffee all day, which is a good diet program, but nonetheless, um... It was, it was an adventurous day. Now, it is December 1st, and I need to discuss with you a bunch of stuff. But one of the things I want to discuss with you right now is FTX. Because Sam bankman Freed has done a bunch of interviews in the last 24 hours with a lot of members of the media— who have not themselves held themselves accountable in ways that they should and have essentially been asking some softball interview questions of him. I want to play you some of the audio from Sam Bankman-Fried's interviews before I get into making the point that needs to be made. Uh, here he is in one. proof of that. They're saying they didn't approve of it here.
0: They're saying you approved of it. If you rewind
3: to you know, the beginning of FTX, um, where – You know, some customers were, you know, uh, I think in line with sort of existing relationships that that they've had, at least in some cases, wiring money straight to Alameda Research in order to trade on FTX. So
0: you do know and you did know that FTX deposits were being funneled to Alameda. So I was vaguely aware that
3: that was how some wires were being sent in the first place. Um, Didn't that set off alarm bells in your head? So, there are a lot of people who are involved in that process, and look, I really deeply wish that I had taken like a lot more responsibility for understanding what the details were of what was going on there. I knew that legal was involved, I knew that other groups at the company were involved, that you know there were agreements drafted up,
0: but you're ultimately responsible
3: and ultimately, absolutely like i Look, I should have been on top of this, and I feel really, really bad and regretful that I wasn't. And a lot of people got hurt, and that, that's on me.
1: A little more. The exchange, FTX, and George. We know that you traveled down to the Bahamas, the Bahamas to speak with him.
0: In that penthouse that he sat and mm-hmm. used to work with his former colleagues at FTX, now alone with his parents. And, Robin, this was really something—a wild interview, almost two hours. We sat down. It felt at times like a therapy session. He took every tough question. He wanted to speak out about all the questions surrounding this class. Remember, about a month ago. He was worth about $20 billion. Now he says he's worth $100,000. He's under investigation by prosecutors and regulars, but he insists he did not commit fraud. Let's take a look. A lot of people look at you and see Bernie Madoff.
3: Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's who I am at, at all, but I understand why they're saying that. People lost money and people lost a lot of money. And I mean, at the end of the day, Look, there's a question of what happened and why and who did what, um, what caused the, the meltdown. And I think that is reads very differently. Right when you, when you look at the classic Bernie Madoff story, there was no real business there. The whole thing, as I understand it, I think, was, was just one, one big Ponzi scheme, right? FTX,
0: that was a real business. He was at the top of the cryptocurrency world. Thirty-year-old billionaire Sam Bankman-Fried.
1: You just need FTX. It's FTX. It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto. Yeah, I don't think so.
0: Super Bowl ads. Yep. Naming yep. stadiums. Steph Curry. Giselle Bundchen.
3: We did a lot of things to try to uh, to try and bolster our reputation, to try and you know help our brand.
0: But in the early morning hours of November 11th, it all came to an end when FTX filed for bankruptcy and Bankman-Fried stepped down as CEO amid reports of FTX customer funds being used to pay Alameda Research creditors. This confirmed by former Alameda CEO, Carolyn Ellison. Yep, Uh, one more clip, there's a point here. That you said one of your great talents in a podcast was managing risk. That's right, and- That's obviously wrong.
3: Well, I, I think that there is something maybe even deeper wrong there, which was I wasn't even trying. Like, I wasn't spending any time or effort Trying to manage risk on FTX, trying like, and that that obviously that's, that's a stunning admission.
0: What? That's a pretty stunning admission.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know what to say. Like, what happened happened, and like, if I had been, if I had been spending an hour a day thinking about risk management on FTX, I don't think that would have happened. I think I, I stopped working as hard for a bit. You know, honestly, if I look back on myself, I think I got a little cocky i've made more than a little bit um and i think part of me like you know felt like
1: um like we'd made it and last one this is from cnbc
3: i ain't knowingly commingle funds and again one piece of this you have the margin trading you have you know customers borrowing from each other alameda is one of those i was frankly surprised by how big alameda's position was which Points to another failure of oversight on my part, um, and uh, failure to appoint someone to be chiefly in charge of that. Uh, but uh, I wasn't trying to commingle funds.
1: It was smart on his part, Sam Bankman freed, to invite the reporters to come to the Bahamas for a series of interviews, because he put the reporters on his turf. It was him and his parents. And no one wants to be a jerk in front of someone else's parents. But you and I know damn well if he was a Republican, they would have been. You and I know if Sam Bankman Freed had lost people's life savings and his mother was not a major Democratic donor and he was not the guy who had just spent billions of dollars to get Democrats elected, they would be tearing him apart. Sam Bateman fried sponsored these people's conferences. They begged him to come to their events. They can't be angry and hard on him now like they should because they benefited from him. It was a symbiotic relationship. And that leads me to a related matter. And this is the one I think that you really, genuinely, truly have to pay attention to. I want to just read you one paragraph from a federal indictment. It was a part and object of the conspiracy that Ghislaine Maxwell, the defendant, Jeffrey Epstein, and others known and unknown Would and did knowingly persuade, induce, entice, and coerce one and more individuals to travel in interstate and foreign commerce to engage in sexual activity for which a person can be charged with a criminal offense in violation of Title 18, United States Code, Section 2422. Can we get some basic media outrage and questions about this? Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein, and others known and unknown. Who are the others known and unknown, and why have they been indicted? Why is she in prison and no one else is? What is the media—who is the media covering for? They're asking Sam Bateman Free these softball questions— They're letting him pour out his soul, in George Stephanopoulos' words, a therapy session. Where is the outrage? Where is the outrage that this guy stole people's life savings? This guy admits to George Stephanopoulos he was bragging about being really good at, at sniffing out all sorts of problems, and yet he never did it. He says he was too cocky. He's setting himself up for a major prosecution if they bother to prosecute. They can't be outraged about him any more than they're not outraged about Jeffrey Epstein. Whose side are these people on? They say they're on our side. If they're on our side and you're confronted with a guy who wiped out the life savings of thousands of people, why aren't you mad on those people's behalf, you would be if he was a Republican because I've seen those interviews. You people in the press are more outraged that certain Republicans haven't condemned Donald Trump meeting with Kanye West and Nick Fuentes than you are Sam Bateman Fried, who wiped out people's life savings than you are over Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. Who are you protecting? What are you protecting? And I know part of it with the Maxwell Epstein situation is even members of the media are scared because you're dealing with billionaires who can bankrupt their media organizations. And that's a fair point. I, you, you can be dismissive of it, but it's true. The cease and desist letters from the billionaires. But here's the thing they don't have to let Bill Gates on TV. They can ignore him. We know he had some questionable relations with Epstein. We don't know what those relationships were. It was enough, apparently, to creep his wife out. But you don't have to keep this man—you don't have to let him rehabilitate his reputation. You're not even doing that. It just seems like we have a very incurious media. The only thing they're curious about is where Republicans stand these days on Donald Trump. And that's why we as conservatives have to do whatever we can to push back against the media and the narratives from the media. One way to do that is to do business with people who share your values like Patriot Mobile. They're Christians and conservatives. They want your business. They're a cell phone company. And all you got to do is take your phone number to them, start using them as your cell phone carrier. You get guaranteed great service. They use the same cell towers everybody else uses, and they take a portion of their profits and fund conservative causes like – conservative parents running for school boards against wokes around the country they've done this all of their preferred candidates got elected they're all conservatives moving school boards around the country to the right They support the second amendment they support the pro-life cause they support conservatives nationwide Look at them, patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E R I C K. You can see a detailed map of coverage all the way down to your house to see how strong the 5G is, the data, the voice, all of that. You can also call them 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service. So when you call them, you're talking to someone here in this country, patriotmobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425. This morning, I was on Brian Kilmeade's radio show talking about the Georgia runoff. Um, I will tell you, yes, it is true. The polling is still very close. It is absolutely not true, contrary to what some liberals are saying, that Herschel Walker thinks that... He can save the Senate for the GOP. They're, they're circulating some edited clips. If you listen to the actual interviews, what he's saying is that uh, if he wins, the committees will be tied, allowing the GOP to tie Chuck Schumer in knots for two more years. And listen, I need you to hear me on this in all sincerity and honesty. I understand there are a lot of people not excited in Georgia about having to go back out and vote for Herschel Walker, you should do so this very week if you can. Uh, It does not take long to do early voting. You can go early vote this week. Um, It's probably too late to get an absentee ballot processed and back to you, but you can go today or tomorrow and do early voting. You can also go on December 6th and vote on Election Day. And here's why you should do it and why you should tell all of your friends they need to go vote for Herschel Walker. It's very simple. While the Democrats will technically be able to keep the Senate, they will not be able to control the committees. Because the Senate will be tied 50-50 if Herschel Walker wins, the committees must be split 50-50. So Republicans will have a far easier time disrupting Joe Biden's agenda and blocking bad nominees The Democrats are already floating Stacey Abrams' name for chairman or or for uh, a spot on the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC. If you want to block Stacey Abrams from getting a power position in Washington where she could uh, pressure conservative talk radio, places like Fox News, TV stations around the country, you need to go vote for Herschel Walker. Republicans have the power to block. At the committee level, nominations like this because the committees will be tied. You need to go support Herschel Walker. If you want to stop Stacey Abrams now, the White House itself is floating Stacey Abrams as a potential nominee. you got to go stop her by voting for Herschel Walker. Uh, You've got to. Now text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. Click that top link and subscribe. I'll send you more details on the White House floating Stacey Abrams' name if Raphael Warnock wins the Senate seat.